Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show it is the rob carson show you may uh you may notice a little different at the microphone uh because uh i am using my television microphone today because my other microphone decided to take a crap maybe it's because i shouldn't have ordered that ev microphone i should have got the old gas powered microphone that i can uh, rely on hello and welcome to the show uh there is much to get to i will just explain real quick that it's been a it's been a harried last uh i don't know about six or eight hours I, I took my son to the airport this morning to uh to go to uh a, a corporate gathering and as i'm coming home because i don't uh, drive my car very often because i work at home uh the car ran out of gas on the highway all right and, and everybody's like well you should have got an ev you should have got an ev car you knew me if you would have had an ev you would have been mine well you know last thing i knew uh if you got an ev and you're on the side of the road you're gonna have to get a tow job yeah, a tow job, not to be confused with something that Hunter Biden has paid for. But that's uh, that's another thing. So, yeah, uh, I didn't have to get a tow job. Instead, I uh, I got a hold of my uh, uh, whatever agent. I don't know what the hell kind of road service we got. And they came and they put a gallon of gas in there. And I went right to the gas station and filled up. And boom, kaboom, all over, all done. Everything's cool. It's awesome. Unlike the new uh, Hummer H2 uh, EV. You know about that car? Right? Did you see that? And originally you saw it on TV and you thought it was really cool. And you were like, oh my God, man. Because I mean, I'm one of those guys. I, I wanted the original Hummer when Schwarzenegger talked about it. And I said, no, nah, no. Nah. And then I went with Hummer H2. I thought, oh man, that's pretty sweet. Now I realize, oh, no freaking way. But they came out with a Hummer H, uh, whatever the hell it is. It's the EV and it weighs 9,000 pounds. And I noticed uh, they haven't sold any of them. They sold, I guess, two. And then the other ones that they, they ever sell is used cars now because it's 2023 on the model year. And they've got three 2022s up there. And I'm like, why in the heck, other than the fact that they cost $100,000, are these trucks not selling? And then I did a little research and I found out that to uh, charge uh, uh, one of those new Hummer 
EVs. Uh, I asked my producer, Ken, this morning. I got on the phone with him a little pre, uh, pre-show pre phone call. And I said, uh, you want to guess how many uh, hours it takes to charge uh, one of those big old Hummer EVs? And this is on your regular 110 outlet. If you do it on a 220, if you have a 220 installed in your house, it's uh, it, it cuts that time in half, I guess, because, you know, 110 to 220, that's, you know, twice as much power, half as much, you know, whatever. Uh, he said five hours. I said, oh, no, no, no. About my wife, I said, how many hours do you think it costs? To, how many how many hours do you have to charge? That? She had 10 hours. I said, no, 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 no. You, you want to guess? It takes three days. It takes three days to fully charge your big Hummer F, uh, uh, FUV. <laughs> it's an FUV. That's what it is. That's what we should call EVs that are SUVs. We call them FUVs. How about that? So there you go. It just No freaking way would I ever own one. And will I ever own an electric car? Ever, ever, ever. Unless it is like in uh, the end of uh, the first Back to the Future movie when they figured out nuclear fusion and they could just drop some garbage into the little bin in the back of the car and it converts it to energy. Then I'll get an EV. But in the meantime, while I have a coal-fired plant south of town that provides oh, about oh, 85% or 95% of the power where I live, uh, what's the point? Uh, what's the point? <sighs> so the big news of the day, I guess, is that Tulsi Gabbard is leaving the Democrat Party. Now, I don't want to be, uh, uh, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade or anything. Don't get me wrong. I like Tulsi Gabbard. I like that uh, Tulsi Gabbard is uh, so how outspoken. Uh, she has become quite outspoken since she left Congress. So it's a little easier to do. And, uh, you know, because she has some moderately, maybe libertarian views. I won't necessarily go and say conservative. Uh, but she has some libertarian views that lean a little bit more towards the uh, center right than the left. Uh, and she's been able to get some microphone time on uh, on some conservative places like uh, Fox News and whatnot. And I, I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. And today she is leaving the Democrat Party. I'm going to play uh, Tulsi Gabbard, and I'm going to give you my thoughts about Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democrat Party. Uh, and I'm going to say this before I do this. Uh, don't come to the Republican Party, and I'll explain why. It's not that I don't want Tulsi Gabbard in the Republican Party. I'm just going to say, don't do it. Don't do it. Right now, don't do it. There will be a time and a place, and I'll explain that in a minute. But in the meantime, here is Tulsi Gabbard. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution. I am with her 100% who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Ah, that's what did it. <laughs> now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Yes, 100%. And I'd venture to say that's also on the Republican side of the swamp as well. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, 
And I invite you to join me. Okay. Um, I, I completely understand. And then again, I'm not meaning to uh, be a pisser here or anything like this. <clears throat> but, uh, uh, and, and by the way, there was a movement called the Walk Away Movement. I don't know if you knew about this. There was a, a movement called the Walk Away Movement. It was on Facebook. And a half a million people walked away from the Democrat Party. It was hashtag walk away. It was, uh, it was uh, a way that people could say, you know what, I'm done with all that nonsense. She just said, by the way. Most of the, except for the World War III thing, which we're now doing now, because our, our leader, our dear leader, who was not elected legally uh, and is, uh, is a, a puppet on a string for the radical left, uh, presumably Barack Obama, part of it, duh, uh, duh. Uh, but those people started to walk away, and literally right after the election, or maybe right before, I can't remember exactly, but that movement went away. Facebook got rid of it. Facebook blew it up. All of the stories... All of the testimonies, all of the videos, everything blown the bleep up. They did the same thing. The Democrat Party and the mainstream media and big social media at the time did the same thing with the Tea Party Patriot movement. They did the same damn thing. And they used the FBI to shut them down. They, they could not uh, take advantage of the 501c3 status. And so they were silenced before an election. All right? So this, this sort of crap has been going on a, a very long time. And I would say to Tulsi Gabbard, <clears throat> what did it for you? Because uh, was it the, uh, the riot in D.C. the day that Trump was inaugurated? Was that what kind of did it? Was it Trump being chased into the bunker while St. John's Church was sacked during the summer of 2022? Was it the riots of tw or 2020? Was it the riots of 2020? The 30 deaths, the 500-plus riots, the billions of dollars in damage? Were it the uh, crime rates from defunding the police? Was that it? Was it the open border with 5 million illegals in less than two years? What was it CRT in schools where kids are taught to hate one another? Was it radical transgender reassignment of children? That's been going on. Business and schools shut down vaccine mandates. The entire COVID cluster bleep that ruined the lives of millions of people. Nurses, doctors, military members being kicked out for refusing vaccines. Hundreds of thousands of businesses that went under. The obscene spending of the Biden administration that caused a 40-year high inflation. Was that it that did it? Tulsi, I want to know, what was it the FBI-Russia collusion hoax that is we've known about for a year? It's been fake. We knew it. Was it the January 6th prisoners being abused and not being charged and, and being kept in solitary confinement without legal consult and without visitation and, and being beaten? Was that it? Was it the, uh, the FBI and left-wing groups uh, infiltrating January the 6th that it was a peaceful rally of a million people to see Donald Trump talking about the election? Was it the fact that the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party shut down all talk of, uh, of uh, problems with the election? Was it, uh, was it any talk about uh, possible treatments for COVID uh, uh, on social media being stricken if it was anything but the, what the government said? Uh, Tulsi, was it the FBI collaboration with Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to throw the 2020 election by Hunty, hiding Hunter Biden's laptop? Was it the FBI's collusion with the Democrat Party and uh, Robbie Mook? I got a new story today. Hillary Clinton to throw the 2016 election with Russia collusion hoax. Was it the raid of Donald Trump's home, the first time in history of an ex-president in, a, in a, uh, a, a, a raid that had no target? It was just to take everything. Was it the obvious mental impairment of our president? Was it the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan? You're a veteran, Tulsi.
Was it the massive funding of the Ukraine war effort without any itemization whatsoever? A country that has been known for its corruption and money laundering and the vice president having a job with the Ukrainian gas company, even though he had no experience in the gas company. And it, it appears and it looks like and the laptop shows us all that the Biden administration and Hunter Biden, the Biden family, most corrupt in the history of the country. Was it that, Tulsi? Or was it that you're finally in a safe space so you can do it because you see the whole Democrat agenda collapsing? Or was that it? I mean, I appreciate her coming to the uh, the fore and and uh, surrendering her uh, position in the Democrat Party. But but why did it take so long? Was it just that now it looks like uh, if you if you can uh, rule out the possibility that the Democrat Party and they are going to try to steal this election in every way, shape and form? I, I've got tons of stories right here. Government money, our government money being sent to left wing groups to uh, get people out to vote. Uh, they're going to try the same damn thing. Uh, and, and I want to know if if Tulsi, if you just did it because uh, you you know you're safe. I don't know. Like I said, I like Tulsi Gabbard. I really, really do. But to the point that I started off this, don't come to the Republican Party. And the reason why I say that is not because I don't like you. It's because I don't like the Republican Party right now. And I wouldn't go to the Republican Party right now until they can tell you that Mitch McConnell's ass is out of power. And that all the swamp dwellers who've enriched themselves in the Republican Party and have done the same crap that the Democrat Party has done in power in Washington, D.C., until they're out of power. Then I would say, go to the Republican Party, Tulsi Gabbard. So I commend you for leaving the Democrat Party. And I would ask that those in the Democrat Party, please follow her lead. Okay? But don't just do it because it's now safe to do it. And now a victory looks like it's coming. And now, wholesale, the radicalism of the class of 1968 is being rejected by the American people. You see what I mean? But welcome, if you decide to come to the Republican Party. I'm not speaking of the Republican Party. Welcome to the conservative movement. We're glad to have you. Where have you been so long? Now that you've learned after the list of things that I read there, please share with others. Because any one of those should have maybe convinced you to leave before now when it's safe to do so. 800-922-6680. One of the themes of the show today that I want to talk about is Republican, the apartheid of Republicans. And I have been a part of it. I have been ostracized and banned and shut down and demonetized and rejected and uh, lost jobs because of my political ilk. And there are millions and millions of millions of people just like me. And we're tired of the apartheid in this country against conservatives and conservative thought. We're going to take a break. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's the Rob Carson Show. That sounds like a gas engine. Thank you very much. Yeah, baby. I'm getting my first new car that I've had in 20 years. And, and, you know, I've actually felt guilty about it because there are a lot of people suffering in the country. I ordered this thing a year ago. I've been waiting forever. And I'm uh, finally getting it. And I, it's not an EV, and it never will be an EV. Uh, no, it's an SUV, not an, uh, not an FUV, <laughs> which is what I would call the uh, electric vehicle. So uh, welcome to the show. Um, it's time to stop Republican apartheid. For the last 30-plus years, we have endured a blatant, and it used to be kind of a closeted before Rush Limbaugh came along, uh, the Republicans were just kind of ignored. Conservatives were just ignored. Uh, Rush Limbaugh came around and he made people realize, oh my God, those, that's what I believe in and nobody else is doing that. And, and Walter Cronkite isn't saying about it, and Peter Jennings and, and, uh, and Tom Brokaw, Elvis Hill, Nile and the Horse. None of them are talking about it. Wait, wait, I do. Hold on. There's the, this is a guy who believes what I want. I say it. I like the freedom and I love the country and everything. And I, I really, and then he caused a revolution. And it caused a revolution. It changed me. I mean, I knew I was conservative in college. I knew I was pro-life. I didn't really understand it. So I guess I'm a a fourth trimester rush baby. According to Democrats, I'm still abortable. Still abortable. Not affordable. Abortable. And since then, there has been an apartheid against Republicans. uh, An apartheid, I should say, against conservatism. And it's happened in every way, shape, and form of our society. We've been called every name in the book. We have been banned. We have been ostracized. I'm going to tell you personally, you know what my dream was? My dream when I got into my career was to host The Tonight Show. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted, I looked at Johnny Carson. I even looked at David Letterman originally as my heroes. That's kind of what I wanted to do. And then I realized there's no freaking way network television will ever give me a platform to perform on a show like that because I'm conservative. And then I had that. The first time I, I was made aware of this was in about 1995, and I, I used to listen to this radio show on, uh, on uh, NPR. I know, I know. Prairie Home Companion. The reason being is uh, it was a great storytelling show. It was classic radio, sound effects, music, the whole deal. And uh, uh, and I and I wanted to write for him because I wrote for Rush Limbaugh and I wrote for all these comedy networks and I mean literally I was writing for everybody being heard by more people than listened to that show and I was laughed at by them. You re- really <laughs> sure you want to write? Okay, sure. Well, no, no, that's all right. You write for Rush Limbaugh. Forget about it. 
And then there was this time, but Oprah Winfrey's producer, this was about 2010. Uh, Oprah Winfrey's producer, she had his new uh, own network, and they were looking for talk show hosts. And I said, hey, man, I know how to cook. I know how to do comedy. I know how to improvise. I know how to interview people. And this, this producer called me from Mark Burnett Productions. She goes, oh, my God, where have you been all my life? And I'm thinking, this is my break. This is my break. And then it got back to them. Oh, he writes for Rush Limbaugh, and he's conservative. And I never got a call back. And all the while, I've been called every name in the book. All the while, uh, talk radio has been uh, on its own island over here. Network television, there are no writers who are conservatives for any of the late-night TV shows. All of the late-night late night TV shows are hosted by flaming left liberals, and they've gone even further left, and they've gone even more political, and that's why they're collapsing. And I'm just tired of it. I'm sick and damn tired of it. I'm tired of my ideas being shut down on social media. I'm tired of being uh, deplatformed and shadow banned. That's been going on for years. I'm sick and damn freaking tired of it. The other night, I go to sit down and watch TV with my wife. And my wife is, uh, we're watching, uh, I think we were watching Newsmax. We flipped over to Fox. And she's like, man, these advertisers, uh, what the hell is it? My pillow? Where's, uh, you know, Coca-Cola and all that? Well, you know what? Procter & Gamble, all the big companies won't advertise on Fox or on Newsmax. You know why? Because they get blowback. They're reaching more people than, than uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon and freaking Stephen Colbert. They're reaching more people. But conservatives have been so ostracized and so beaten down that, that Procter & Gamble and, that, and Ford Motor Company and, and GM won't advertise on conservative shows because they're destroyed. I'm done with it. I'm done with the apartheid against the conservative movement. I am the face of it. I've gone through it. You've gone through it. It's time to fight back, and we start by kicking Democrats and Republican swamp dwellers out of office on the 8th of November. And then the fight really begins. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness. Okay, that is uh, Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democrat Party. And uh, again, I'm not meaning to be... Uh, I I'm not a negative person. You know this. I like to come to the microphone every day with a positive take. Uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh used to, he, he said he was a joyful warrior. That's what I am. That's what I try to do. I digest and I suffer the slings and arrows of all of this crap that's happening. And I try to come to the, to the microphone every day with a plan of attack, how to respond to it. That's what I try to do. And then while I do that, I try to make you laugh a little when possible. But, but Tulsi, I mean, I appreciate what you've done. You're no longer in the party. I mean, you're no longer a member of Congress. You're a, you're a, a, a pundit now, and that's cool. That's what you've got to do. But, but where were you when the Democrats tried to get rid of the filibuster? And, and where were you on H.R. 1 where they wanted to federalize the elections and make it unwinnable for Republicans? Where were you on the two uh, unfounded impeachments of Donald Trump? And where were you on Hillary Clinton? Where were you on Hunter's laptop? Where you I mean, you, you have opinions on those, but you're just now leaving the Democrat Party after you're no longer a member of Congress and you're a pundit and you're 
I mean, this is going to obviously it'll impact her um, her uh, currency, the, the the price of her currency. Listen, I, I try to all the time. I've tried in my entire career to increase the value of my currency. That's what I tell people. Uh, if you, no matter what you do, increase the value of your currency. Uh, add new skill sets. To me, it was adding uh, writing comedy. Then it was adding being good on television. Then it was adding, you know, doing uh, acting and and stand up comedy. Then it was, and I add to the value of the currency. That's important, important, important. And you know what that did for me, with regard to network television, absolutely D word for Richard, because I've been told by more people. They don't want to hire me, essentially, ostensibly, because I was conservative than because of my skill set. And I'm tired of the apartheid. My wife, again, she commented on, on uh, you know, Newsmax, and, and they're like, wow, you got my pillow on there, and you got uh, uh, Black Rifle Coffee. Where's, uh, where's Budweiser and all that? And I said, those big clients, the big ad agencies that do all those buys that should be based on what they call cost per thousand, which is if you if you buy a Super Bowl ad for a million dollars, you're guaranteed to reach, you know, a billion people. And so the cost per thousand people is what you look at. But the big advertising agencies that are in charge of everything, they don't just look at the number of people. They look at Newsmax as a conservative outlet. And Fox is a conservative outlet. And my radio show as a conservative outlet. So they don't want to reach you. But there are some uh, ballsy companies like Omaha Steaks and Black Rifle Coffee and uh, a host of others that are, are sponsors on this show. My Pillow. There's My Pillow. My Pillow. Uh, they made their money on endorsement radio. They made their money buying conservative radio. That's why. My pillow exists. That's why it became, dear God, when is the last time you bought a pillow that you went into the store and said, I need this pillow. It's a my pillow. Or you just went, eh, this feels kind of good. I'm going to buy this pillow. The reason why it worked was endorsement radio on conservative. For conservative radio, conservative TV, and it worked. It worked. And what did it get, Mike? Lindell. Well, it got Mike Lindell pulled from major retailers when he had an opinion about the 2020 election. So not only did he have to go to conservative radio, uh, mostly with his message, but when he actually had a political opinion about an election that, I mean, clearly there's tons of evidence that show, and it will be overturned. I mean, not, not the election, perhaps, but I, the, the, the feces is going to hit the mother bleeping fan on the 2020 election and the FBI, and the FBI is involved in the 2016 and 18 and 20 and, and beyond. It's going to hit the fan. And you know why I know that? Because I'm not stupid. But Mike Lindell had an opinion. And Coles and Bed Bath & Beyond and everybody pulled his damn pillows. So not only do you have to deal with, you know, not being able to advertise on all the major networks and stuff. Literally retailers went after him for his conservatism. I'm done with the apartheid. I'm done with friends ostracizing me. I'm done with when I was in Minneapolis, when I was in Cincinnati, when I was in D.C. Most of my friends were liberal. I love breaking bread with liberals. But I knew my place at the back of the bus. I knew my place because I know that I can't say things out loud 
without being ostracized in some way, shape, or form. And most recently, when I came out as a conservative talk show host, by the way, this is my second talk radio gig in my life. I'm like Mike, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Savage yesterday, Dr. Michael Savage. He didn't start talk radio till he's in his 50s. Uh, yeah, me too. I think I was 49. And my friends, my dear friends of 15 years, where we went every night to their house for dinner and vice versa, and we celebrated New Year's, and half of them won't have a damn thing to do with me because I'm a conservative, and even worse, I'm a Trump supporter. Can you imagine? I want you to imagine as a liberal in the United States of America, all of the things that I have just mentioned to you about ostracism and being shut out and shut down and defunded and deplatformed. I want you to understand. I want you to know what that feels like. Because that is an America that isn't bloody America. And I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm done being told, and the most recent way to shut us up is to call us uh, deniers. Or, or we, uh, we do uh, misinformation and disinformation. What you're saying is misinformation and disinformation. Like we're supposed to just say, oh, oh, okay, well, if the government says it's misinformation and disinformation, it must be wrong. Or they're just trying to shut us up. I really do appreciate Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democrat Party. I wish it wouldn't have taken so long, and I've, I wish it wasn't at a time that it's so pretty safe to do it. That's all I'm saying. I'm glad she did it. Ballsy. Ballsy. Don't get me wrong. And I hope that others follow her lead. So on that, I will give her 100% credit for doing it and bringing others with her. What I would recommend is you don't immediately become Republicans until Republicans convince you they're going to do the right thing. And if I were running for office as a Republican, I would say everything that Mitch McConnell wants you to say. I mean, I'd stick with my guns on, on all your conservative principles, but I would say, oh, yeah, we uh, you know don't even hint at kicking Mitch McConnell's ass out. But when you get in, Congress, do it. All right? We're done. Let's go to Steve in uh, Santa Cruz, California. Hello there, Steve, the home of KSCO. What's going on, my friend? Rob, i got to tell you why you're dead wrong on this one, man. You should have probably called me. Uh, okay. Listen, um, I'm a huge – I would die for Donald Trump. I'm a huge fan for what he put himself and his family through to serve this country. And, you know, guys like Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, and that war hero guy, I can never remember his name, who okay. milked, his work, milked it for years in politics okay. and who uh, tried to sabotage Trump. Uh, I forget his name. Okay. Uh, uh, McCain? Guys, no, it's not McCain. Was yeah. it McCain? Yeah, that, that's okay. Okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The, the disdain that I feel for those people, I think you you can imagine. Yeah, uh, those those those, those do nothing rhinos. I have nothing but disdain for. But yes. this is my point, and Please. this is what's crucial. Tulsi Gabbard and the people that are well intentioned that want to be support the party, you cannot afford to chop them up. You need them on your team. I know, it's not Steve. The time, I I know. It's not and the did time you to discard people from the party? You I'm not. Chop them up. I'm not yeah. discarding it from the party, but I am saying that the Republican Party has to do some things to, to earn her. Now, she, what she has done, she's not committed to the Republican Party. All she's done is leave the Democrat Party. So that's what I'm trying to say, Steve. But go ahead, continue, please. Okay. I think, I think we're optimistic. Both of us are op very optimistic. And I think that we're hoping for the best in the midterms. And I think there's, a, there's, there's reason for optimism 
but I do not think we can take it for granted. I think yeah, I get that. Down, I get that. It's going to be a down and dirty fight. Yeah. And we're going to need everybody on our team. And this yeah. is not the time to basically criticize each other and sabotage each other. I understand, Steve, I understand what you're saying. And, and you know, forever we've been rather tepid about offending other people or, you know, this and that. And all I'm saying is to Tulsi Gabbard, I wish you wouldn't have waited as long. Now let's, let's bring you to the conservative fight. And now you can prove your salt as a conservative, and then while she's doing that, the Republican Party has to earn her membership. Do you understand what I'm Rob, saying? Rob, bring her on air. Bring her on your I'm show. going to. I'm going to. Listen, I was already talking to other people this morning, and I said, uh, and they were like, writing her. They said, I wrote Tulsi this morning. And listen, I, I'm not meaning to be negative like you, you maybe you think I am about Tulsi Gabbard. I'm glad she left. I just wish it wouldn't have taken so long. And maybe, listen, let me just say this to you, Steve. Maybe one of the reasons why she didn't was, I mean, look at what it took her to be first. You see what I mean? Look at, she's the first. All the things that I just gave you. So clearly, the Democrat Party, the cabal that she said, has a uh, stranglehold on anybody trying to leave the plantation, right? She is a closet. I think she's been a closet, minimum, at least generous, but probably a conservative for, for a long time. That's why she had a, a ring of truth in the debate. Yeah. Um, I admire her. I can't wait to see her. And I'd like yeah. to say one other thing, if I could, a shout out to Please. Michael Savage. I yeah. heard him on his very first night on KGO Radio, and I knew, <laughs> I knew he was a genius. And I thought, gonna, this guy is you want to hear something interesting about Dr. Savage? Um, yes. And this is one of the things, you know, Steve, I've only been on a nationally syndicated radio program for a year. And he wrote me personally and said, I love your show. And, and he says, I'm the only truth teller in talk radio. And I'm like, awesome. God, Dr. Savage said that. that I, you know what? You, I, you met know him, what I, I met him at the Embarcadero. He had a table up. He was doing an, had an information, an informal uh, meetup at uh, the Embarcadero in San Francisco. And I met him one day. And he goes, how are you doing, man? Like, um, what's your relationship like? How's your wife? And I said, well, it's not. I said, it's not going that well. And he says, well, things will improve. <laughs> great. Really? Well, you know what he told yeah. me yesterday? He says, Rob, send me the entire show, he says, but I really want the stuff that we talked about while we were in break. Because that was the most oh. compelling stuff. It was. And you want to know the cool thing about Dr. Michael Savage? He's yeah. the first celebrity that I've ever interviewed that seemed to be more interested than me in me, uh, as interested in me as I was in him. And he asked me as many questions. Off the air, he interviewed me. I don't know if you knew that. He did. He interviewed he's very, me. He, he's, he's very humble. And, I, you know, maybe he can make a cameo once in a while on your show. I hope so. It just, you know, yesterday was the first time he waited for my show, which is the greatest honor of my broadcast career, I can honestly say. He waited for my show to return to radio. He he sounded good. He sounded healthy. And you know why? Because he was loose and he was having fun. And before the show, we decided we weren't going to talk about politics. We were just going to talk about radio. And we strayed into politics a little, but he was great. Steve, God bless you. And listen, again, I'm going to get Tulsi Gabbard on the show. I'm just saying... Why did it take so long? Why did it take so long? And, and I guess maybe it is. It's that stranglehold. It's the Democrat 
media cabal. It is. It's a stranglehold. And if you dare to stray from it, maybe this will cause a cascade. Maybe the dam will break. I hope so. Buster, you'll be up next. Hold on. This is the Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson show. This is MSNBC. Uh, this isn't about, you know, Republicans, if Republicans win, all right? So, uh, you know, I've been talking about the apartheid against uh, conservative speech uh, that I've experienced for as long as I've been in broadcasting. And I sealed my fate. I didn't realize I sealed my fate uh, ever hosting a late night TV show on network television by being a conservative. I didn't realize that until I'd, you know, been writing for Rush for a few years. And I, I guess I didn't even realize until two people just basically rejected me outright. And I'm like, well, son of a gun, son of a gun. And all my friends and, and, uh, and some colleagues who no longer have anything to do with me. And all of the people on, on university campi. How many people on university campuses that are, you know, traditional, you know, Yale or, uh, you know, Washburn or what the hell? I don't know. But how many uh, conservative faculty members are really engaged in those institutions? Joe Biden delivered a speech in Philadelphia and he called conservatives and MAGA Republicans fascists. And I made the, uh, I said, replace the word MAGA Republicans with Jews. See how that sounds. See if that sounds really uncomfortable or weird. And it really did. Jews want to destroy our democracy. Right? How's that sound? Kind of scary. But that's how the left treats us. And, and I would venture to say, you look at the tra- I'll get the transcript of his speech and I'll just replace it with different groups, blacks. I'll replace it with Jews. I'll replace it with other people who've been ostracized and punished and destroyed because of who they are. And I will tell you the same thing is happening now exclusively to conservatives in our country. I mean, everything. Did you see what they, the, PayPal. PayPal decided they were emboldened by the Biden administration to say that if you use PayPal and you distribute what PayPal says is disinformation, they will fine you $2,500. And yesterday, PayPal's share price dropped by 6%. And this morning, I deleted PayPal. And I want them to go out of business because they did it deliberately. It was deliberately. It was a corporate decision. They didn't decide in the last minute. It wasn't a slip. It's like, where the hell was it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Colorado. Colorado incorrectly sent 30,000 votes, voter registrations, to uh, on postcards to non-citizens. And uh, it was in Spanish and English. 
And it said here, you know, just go out and, and read. It came from uh, 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 Colorado Public Radio, said the Democrat uh, Secretary of State, Jenna, uh, Gina Griswold. They sent out uh, 30,000 postcards to illegals instructing how, them how to register to vote. And they're saying it was a mistake. No, it wasn't. And you know why I know it wasn't a mistake? Because I'm not stupid. And then PayPal pulls this crap yesterday. This after Joe Biden, maybe you didn't remember, but he actually, uh, he, um, he recommended a comptroller of the currency to take over the currency. And she's a, uh, she graduated, uh, she, she went to co- a university in China. She got like a mousy tongue scholarship. She is a radical communist and she wanted to get rid of all the banks. Money. And then PayPal decided to bring it to the private sector. And they did a face plant. And I hope they go out of business. Buster in Santa Cruz. Buster, you got about a minute, my brother. Give me your thoughts. What do you got? Oh, Grazie Prego to Michael. Thank you for having him on. And I love that speech by Tulsi. It makes me think we need a third party because a lot of these Democrats don't want to go Republican, Rob. Well, Buster, right now before this election, third party will just be votes for Democrats. So let's let's put that one on the table until we get through November the 8th and then uh, work on getting Mitch McConnell and other these other power brokers who've been there forever the hell out of office and the hell out of positions of power. How does that sound? That sounds great. Let's get them rhinos out of there and straighten up the Republican yeah. Party. Let's make, let's make these rhinos an endangered species, not the white ones in Africa. You leave those alone. But the, uh, the rhinos in Washington, D.C., I say we hunt them out of extinction. How's that sound? <laughs> All right, we got much more. Uh, phone lines are lit up, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two. Jenna Ellis joins us in the bottom of next hour to talk about uh, a host of uh, a host of things. Tulsi Gabbard leaving the, uh, the Democrat Party. Which, again, I'm not... I, I just am asking, what took you so long, Tulsi? Uh, welcome to conservatism. 
she's a conservative. She hasn't said I'm a Republican. She said she's a conservative, or at least she's kind of hinting in that direction. So as a conservative, I welcome you. But as far as the Republican Party, I don't think the Republican Party has proven yet that it deserves you being a part of it. You know? Uh, I'm sorry, as long as Mitch McConnell is uh, discriminating against Trump supporters and not backing Trump candidates until it's so ungodly clear that the Trump candidates are going to beat the hell out of the competition, then, uh, you know, I I got time for uh, Mitch McConnell's Republican Party. I got time for Jim Jordan's Republican Party. I got time for Rand Paul's Republican Party. Hell yeah. Let's do a little uh, a little bit of uh, a palate cleansing, shall we? A little bit of comedic sorbet between the courses. This is brand new for Halloween from Jim Gossett about Hunter Biden's laptop. I saw Hunter Biden get another pass. Oh, yeah, he did. That laptop they won't open. It's a gun charge. While Donald Trump, they continue to harass. For anything they grow I think I got him for parking tickets. Has had it for three years. The content they have sat on, <laughs> protecting Hunter and the big guy. And the big guy. The rule of law they've spat on. Ah, where's Hunter's laptop? I don't know. Ah, <laughs> he's a crack smoking gent. Son of the president. <laughs> Lately, his paintings have been selling. Hunter has no craft. Man, it's all just craft. I tell you, he's a felon. Where's Hunter's laptop? Very nice. That is brand new from uh, Jim Gossett. That, that, is, uh, that is fantastic. Uh, that will be on the podcast today, which is growing by leaps and bounds. We're approaching a million downloads a month, so let's get it to a million downloads an episode, shall we? Uh, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. So big story of the day is uh, Tulsi Gabbard leaving uh, the, uh, the Democrat Party, and I do. And listen, I'm not meaning to I'm just I just asked her, look at all the things the Democrat Party, look at all the abuses and usurpations. Is she coming to the Republican or, or leaving the Democrat Party because it's a safe time to do it? Because she knows that the Democrats are going to get stomped? Because she knows that they're on the right side, a wrong side of history? Is it all of that? Uh, uh, you know, I, I just kind of want to know, where have you been? I remember in, in 1996, I was in uh, Minneapolis, and I was doing a music morning show on KS95, everybody, Carson in the morning. And there's a guy there, he's a mayor of St. Paul, and he was uh, running for governor of the state of Minnesota, Norm Coleman, and he was a Democrat. And I remember the day that he came out as a Republican, and I went to his gathering, and I gave him a hug, and I shook his hand, and I said, welcome. I was thrilled. He did that 25 years ago, and he did it at great political risk. He never became the governor of uh, Minnesota, by the way. Hell of a guy, though. Hell of a guy. And this is the kind of stuff that we're facing. This is uh, MSNBC talking about if, uh, if Republicans win. And I guarantee you this. If Republicans clean the Democrats out of both houses, uh, they're going to get uh, spending back on track. They're going to defund the IRS. They're going to do their very best to shut down the border and all of the nonsense that's been happening in America. 
It, it is about freedom. It is about responsibility, personal responsibility. It is about getting CRT out of schools. It's about regaining sanity. It's about strengthening the military and not focusing on wokeism. Basically, everything that's tearing the country apart. But still, MSNBC... They're committing apartheid on Republicans. If the election deniers on the right win in 2022, in November, next month, to me, democracy looks like it's over in America. Fascism is here to stay. And if they lose, we get maybe another insurrection, domestic terrorism, a civil war, God forbid. That's a threat, by the way. That is a threat from MSNBC. It is an attempt to silence you. That's what they do really well. But let me give you an example of how tough it is to be a Republican. And I want you to ask yourself, you listen to this, have you ever heard a, 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 a Democrat politician uh, treated this way? Listen to this. This is an ad by Rand Paul about what he has had to go through as a senator. Listen. The survival of our constitutional republic requires civil discourse. But Senator Paul has been the target of repeated violence and threats of violence by the radical left. <laughs> Senator Rand Paul is recovering from a brutal attack that resulted in five broken ribs. Republican members of Congress, among the dozens of people forced to run for their lives this morning, four people were shot. Capitol Police are investigating a death threat targeting Senator Rand Paul. Somebody tried to uh, stab Lee Zeldin, by the way, in New York, and then uh, somebody was shot. Two people were shot outside of his home this weekend. This man had threatened to kill me and chop up my family with an axe. And well there was an attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice this year who's conservative. Rand Paul has been dealing with violence and threats. His opponent, Charles Booker, embraces those who have engaged in or glorified such violence. Coleman Elridge, Chanel Helm, Amy Jean, and Kevin Mays. Here's Kelly Paul on the attack that nearly cost her husband his life. In 2017, my husband, Senator Rand Paul, was attacked from behind while doing yard work at our home by a convicted felon who had violent anti-Trump posts on his social media. Steve Scalise, congressman, was nearly shot to death on a baseball field by a Bernie Sanders supporter. Rand suffered serious injuries, including six broken ribs and a life-threatening infection, which required surgical removal of part of his lung, leaving it permanently damaged. Leaders on both sides of the political aisle immediately condemned the violence. Charles Booker mocked it. Why? Because for Booker and his friends on the radical left, violence has always been the answer. Now, I want you to think about this and, and uh, just think about some of the great figures in history and the suffering that they'd endured. Uh, the one person, and I'm not meaning to draw a, you know, Rand Paul's a black person. No, but think about what Martin Luther King Jr. had to go through with the establishment. He was beaten so many times, he was jailed so many times for espousing his beliefs that were true. He was a Republican, by the way. Yeah. I'm just tired of it. I'm done. I'm done with the abuse. I'm tired of being called names. I'm tired of being shut down. I'm trying to be tired of being told that I'm a, a purveyor of misinformation and disinformation while the left gets a pass through all of the crap that they're committing on our children, on our schools, on our families, on our businesses. Done. 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 Barbara in Baltimore. Hello, Barbara, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How you doing today? Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on the phone talking to you after that fantastic call from Dr. Michael Savage yesterday. It's yeah. no surprise to me that he selected you. 
it's no surprise to me. I called my friend Barbara, but she wasn't in because we used to be up at night from 10 to 1 listening to Michael Savage. But I just, you know, I just had to, I'm going to bring that back with something that's happening right now with Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard is very ambitious, very smart woman. Uh, the Tulsi Gabbard show starts officially tomorrow, by the way, her podcast. Tulsi Gabbard is also now frequently on Fox News. Um, but Tulsi Gabbard resigned in 2016 to support Bernie Sanders. Damn. I don't believe chips fall too far from the block. I'm just simply saying this. I am someone who left the Democrat Party. No, you are. Now, Barbara, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Barbara, because you are a, a double whammy. You are double the enemy because you're a person of color and you're a Republican. Tell me yeah. about some of your slings and arrows. Tell me about well, what you've been that. through. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm ostracized in the family. Uh, the kids think I'm too crazy for the grandkids to be around. And you know what I tell them? You made Christmas and birthdays real easy for me. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how it is. <laughs> God always loves me. Always. Yes. And I'm going to stand up for what's right. And I'll bring it right back to the phone conversation because, you know, at, uh, Dr. Savage uh, broadcast from uh, California, so it was always a different uh, time zone. So I stayed. I, I called him during the day. I, I just changed up because I wanted to talk to this man because he was just rough and tough and because he was from New York. I mean, he's from the Bronx. I was, I'm from Queens, but we got that same club a little bit. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, the thing about it is I was still wussy. I left the, the Republican Party in 2004, and I was at a point I was just so disgusted with him. I didn't know what to do. But I, and I started listening to him and, and reading and, and yeah. finding out about my history. That's, the, that's when I found out about Martin Luther King. I mean, it was just unbelievable but yeah. when i talked to him i asked him what told him what was happening with you know the family and how can i be how can, what can i do to stay uh, right with everybody and he just you can't you're gonna have to decide where you stand and take that position and pretty much that was it and, and he really doesn't talk to you very long if you get in and get a point in at all yeah. but it was that was profound for me You've yeah. got to take a stand, and you've got to stick with it. Now, bringing it back to Tulsi Gabbard, she left when it was opportune. Where was she when the squad, when those four, those women, hideous creatures, were running around with all the vitriol and the hatred coming out of their mouth? Where was she when the cities were burning in 2020? So you, you call. I, what really lit me on to call you is the, the young man that called from California to not to chop her up. It's not chopping her up, but I'm going to tell you something. When you leave that party, that Democrat party, that Marxist party that's going on right now, I heard what I, what I, I didn't hear, but I read what she said about, you know, the, the cabal and the blah, blah, blah. All that sounds good. When you leave that, and she's independent, by the way. She's uh, independent as of yeah. tomorrow's the date. But anyway, yeah. but when you leave that and you see that for what it is, you come out of that like I did. Yeah. You come out of that convict, convinced that we've got to do everything that we can to crush this movement. I think uh, Tulsi's going to get a nice spot on Fox, uh, you know, since Fox is doing Biden, uh, the Fox business, the Rupert Murdoch for them, doing fundraisers for Biden. So we know where they stand and why so many of them have gotten so mushy. We've got our yeah. favorites on that channel, but a lot of them, they got to do what they got to do. But yeah. The bottom line is this. She needs to prove to the Republicans that she's going to be 
a person who's for America first. And anyone who supported Bernie, Bernie Sanders, she resigned to support Bernie Sanders. I think this ambitious woman thought if Bernie Sanders had gotten in, she would have been a VP. Because they would have been a shoe-in. Because she, she's right on the fence enough that with him, if he got in, got that nomination, with her as a VP, uh, that's how I see uh, Telsey. I love her. She's a cute I know. Lady. I know. I, I want to believe, believe her, but I don't know who to trust now. I tell you, I'm with you, Rob, and you're yeah. seeing it. Because, see, I think a lot of people, they look, whenever a Democrat comes over, it's like roses and flowers. Oh, we got a Democrat that's come over, but she's not. No, she's not a Vernon Jones like George, the guy in Georgia. She, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she yeah, is a yeah. Walker. She's. I believe she'll just be another. Rhino, well, a pretty, a pretty Rado, but. Yeah. Well, Barbara, I appreciate your call and your perspective on it. I and I hope you're not offended that I use the word uh, conservative apartheid, but that's what I've gone through for 30 years in this country, and I'm sick and damn tired of it. Conservative apartheid. Why yeah, that's what offended? it is. I'm a yeah. white supremacist. What? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. I forgot you were a white supremacist, I'm a Barbara. White supremacist. Hey. Oh, son of a gun. I love you, Rob. I love you. I love you. you God bless you. Day. Oh, you are the best. You just made my day. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com the SS Titanic is sinking. No, 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 don't. Look, everybody's entitled to be an idiot. Let's torpedo it and put it out of our misery on November 8th. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, there's a great quote that, you know, you you uh, you hear. It's, uh, give me liberty or give me death. It was said by Patrick Henry. And, um... For most, it's uh, it's something. It's a it's a quote from a long time ago, and uh, you know it's on it's carved in granite, and you know it may used to be taught in schools and all that. And and for most people, you're kind of like, oh, you know, that was that was pretty amazing time back then, you know. And then you realize that there are people who uh, who literally are are well, they will take a '55 uh, Chevy pickup and they will uh, they will tie inner tubes to it and they will convert it into a raft and try to uh, cross shark infested waters, and uh, many times are. Are either turned away back to certain death or uh, or uh, or die and, and those are people who just want freedom of expression they just want the ability to do uh, be of self-determination and i'm going to tell you right now if you don't have the ability to express yourself freely and you don't have a right to self-determination then life isn't worth living that's what they've discovered there. And so the reason why Democrats uh, and leftists in this country probably scoff at words like give me liberty or give me death they've never had their liberty restricted they certainly have it on college campuses. They can say whatever they damned well please. Meanwhile, conservative uh, speakers have, are chased off of campus and threatened with their lives. You're trying to have, you're trying to have a job as a conservative in, in network television? Are you out of your nut? Never, ever, 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 ever. 
I've gone through 30 plus years of conservative apartheid and I'm done with it. And, and when I really got done with it is when the government decided that what I said was disinformation. And I said, you know what? And while all of uh, the others and many others in talk radio said, oh, okay, I, don't, I won't talk about that then. I won't talk about the election and that in my gut, I think that it was stolen. I've got all this evidence, but I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to make anybody mad. And I said, BS, you are guaranteed your right to express yourself and have an opinion, even if it's wrong. And mine aren't, by the way, because I do my due diligence and I do my research and I spend 10 freaking hours. I got in the studio this morning at three o'clock because I want to make sure that I bring you the facts and I present them, but I sure as hell am not going to be told by a bunch of ignoramuses who are too lazy to cover a story that I'm a denier. Screw you. I have every right to my opinion, and if you want to bring your opinion into the arena of ideas, then let's make it a cage match. Robin Baltimore wants to comment. Hello there, Robin. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hey, how you doing, Rob? <laughs> I'm glorious. What's up? Well, You worked in Hollywood? Yeah, yeah, I did. And... Uh, just listening to you talk about this just, you know, obviously hits home. I, I uh, moved back east for reasons that have nothing to do with the business or politics, just family stuff. But thinking that I would go back, and then, of course, everything that's happened has happened. And now I don't know that I would because, I mean, half the people I networked with out there um, hate me because they think I'm a Nazi because I was pro-Trump. And when I was there, I was in a very secret organization run by some very major Hollywood people. Um, and even though they were insulated from backlash, um, they started this group because in the beginning they weren't insulated and they needed fellowship. But even that group eventually had to be just sort of disbanded because either it was infiltrated by bad people or it was just too much for even the, the big figurehead actors to, to maintain. And it just it fell apart. So if yeah. the big guys in Hollywood can't think like us without recriminations... What's the little guy do? It's like the same analogy of Trump. You know, but the, 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 the world out there, the, the art world, has to be reclaimed by us because it's <clears throat> as influential as a government. Well, look at this, now, now, Rob. Rob, look at, look at it. How, many, how many conservative actors are out, they're out there? John Voight, are, right? Yeah. I know, but how many are really successful? How many are out of the closet conservative? John Voight, there was Bruce Willis. Now he's no longer to work anymore. Uh, the Robert yeah. Davi, who else? They're, they're, you, know, you can count them on one hand, essentially, because it's verboten to think outside of the box in Hollywood if you ever want to work again. If you ever exactly. want to be on the good graces of Hollywood, and the same can be said of uh, of almost any media, of, of, of late-night television, of sitcom television, of any, any uh, newsrooms around the country. Are you out of your nut? You can't be conservative oh, yeah. in those. You can't do it, Rob. No. What, are you doing? what are you doing now, by the way? Well, <clears throat> nothing related to that. Uh, I'm just handling some family stuff that, that is really a lot. Um, yeah. So doing what I do freelance in between just to, you know, make ends meet. But I, got I mean, the idea was to return <laughs> to that. But what do you return to? I mean, yeah. what, the, uh, there are so many people in that industry. I mean, they're a minority. We are a minority in the field. But there are yeah. thousands and maybe yeah. a handful that are famous. 
All right, Rob, I got to run. I got to run, buddy. I appreciate it. Here, here's an idea for you. Uh, traditional American values, patriotism, and America kicking ass just became the biggest movie in history. It beat Titanic. It was Tom Cruise returning to the silver screen as Maverick. Yeah, thank you very much. Done with apartheid against conservatives. It starts November the 8th, and then payback is coming. Tom and Annapolis, hold on. You're up next. your business what you do to our country is ours it's the rob carson show i can no longer remain in today's democratic party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism now uh, tulsi gabbard uh, came out as uh, well not a democrat she hasn't said she's a Republican, but but uh, has left the Democrat Party for a variety of her reasons, and she explained them quite well this morning. And they're all things that you and I can agree with, right? If you listen to her entire speech, I won't play the whole thing. I played it earlier. But everything that's wrong in the country right now that uh, we are rejecting, and 70-plus uh, percent of the American people are rejecting, are contained in her screed when she left uh, the, the, uh, the Democrat Party. And I'm glad for her. I'm glad for her. Now let's see if uh, somebody can do it while they're in office. That would be a little more powerful, wouldn't you say? Now, Barbara mentioned that uh, Tulsi wanted to uh, work with, uh, uh, she, she resigned her position to work with Bernie Sanders. That's what Barbara said. I, I need to find uh, more information. I can't do show prep while the show's happening because I do all the show prep. But, uh, you know, uh, while I commend her for leaving the Democrat Party and all the things that she just said, I'm just like, what has taken so long? Don't don't get me wrong. I'm I'm glad, but you know what? You have proven some things by leaving the Democrat Party. Now prove yourself as a conservative. All right, and and if you decide to join the Republican Party, I would encourage it as long as the Republican Party pulls its head out of its rear end. Okay, how about that? So, uh, you know, I'm not meaning to send mixed signals here. It's just uh, you know, and I'm not meaning to piss on anybody's parade. But, you know, it's pretty easy to, you know, leave the Democrat Party when the Democrat Party is, I mean, just, I mean, are you kidding? The Democrat Party? Dear God, of course you should leave the Democrat Party if you're sane. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness. <laughs> Who's wanna hell raise biggest critics? Who follow suit that said my wife lied? Who's gonna leave the Democrat Party? Everyone knows it's Tulsi. Is that Bill Clinton? Who's had enough of cowardly wokeness? Defund the cops and cancel free speech. Who called the Dems elitist warmongers? Everyone knows it's Tulsi. There you go. Yes, Tulsi says she is through. It's something she had to do. Hope others won't do it too, or we'll be screwed. We'll be screwed. We will be screwed. Who told the Democrats that she's finished? Is this a stunt or is it for real? Who called us out because we're anti-Christian? Everyone knows it's Tulsi. The really sad part is she's kind of hot. <laughs> 
That hasn't uh, left me either. I'll just go ahead and say that. I'm not afraid to say it as a cisgendered male or, or anybody, actually. Uh, you could be a trigendered uh, unicorn, whatever, and you'd find Tulsi Gabbard hot, to be quite honest. Just be honest. I mean, you know, wow. Anyway, uh, yeah, Tulsi Gabbard has left the... Uh, Democrat Party and and listen, I I want to hear more. I want to hear more because right now, pretty easy to leave the I uh, leave the Democrat Party because, uh, dear God, uh, let's go to uh, Tom in Annapolis, uh, the capital of Maryland, the home of the Maryland General Asylum. Tom, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Oh, uh, thanks for your call, screener taking my call. He knows I've been a longtime listener, going back to Consolving and Tom Marr. Oh uh, yes. I just want I just want sixty seconds without interruption. I'll make three quick points. Tulsi Gabbard, I heard her getting lambasted or lambasted a lot this morning, but she was the one that eviscerated our current vice president at one of the early uh, Democratic, uh, you know, uh, three years ago when they were all running for whatever, president. She eviscerated Harris. She eviscerated. That's point number two. She's a veteran. She went into the Army enlisted ranks as a college grad and you know how much crap they give you in boot camp anyway and she had to put up with that and then became an officer went overseas and did a lot but the second point is i'm so sick of the leadership of the republican parties once again they're going to let unguarded drop boxes for probably unregistered non-american voters to vote this time and and the guy in charge of the republican party that old fool he needs to go away it's unbelievable and then number three you know if you're talking about article 25 of the constitution biden should be going into retirement because he took the bait and responded to madman putin's talking about nuclear war and I'm retired from the military. I've never heard any leader talk so blithely about uh, uh, a Holocaust or whatever he called it. He called it a nuclear Armageddon. Holocaust, yes. And you know what? Why him flapping his guns? You know what the Russian generals and admirals are doing who were in charge of nuclear weapons over there? Mm. They're getting ready to tune up because by him blabbing his mouth, Half of those generals and admirals probably think we're gonna we're gonna do it a first strike. Uh, yeah. The guy's gonna stumble us into World War Three, and I said that the moment he was elected. All right, hey man, I appreciate your phone call. Great uh, comments there, Tom. Uh, you know, while I'll give Tolsey Gabbard the uh, props for leaving the party, I do. And like I said, I'm not. I've got to at least question some things. I can't just say, okay, come on in. I think there were a couple of years ago we were like, hey, man, Joe Manchin is not down with his Green New Deal stuff. I come here, Joe. You're our but Come here. Give me a hug. Give me. Why'd you put your tongue in my ear? That was weird. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, welcome. We're going to. Okay. What? And you're going to do what? Oh, you're going to wait a year. Then you're going to bleep us. Okay. So, you know, I'm just. I have to be not cynical, but I have to have a little bit of. Uh, I've got to be able to question things. Just say, okay, you know, it's great you're left. I'm glad. Would have been nicer if you, when you were in office, would have been more impactful to stop the Democrat agenda and all the nonsense. But that said, I'm glad you you have cut ties. Great. I give you that. Congratulations. 64% of uh, of, uh, uh, voters are concerned about Biden's mental health. The polls shows that even Democrats are more worried about the uh, 79-year-old's presidential fitness for office. 52% of Democrats are concerned with the Biden's uh, mental health, up from uh, 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 39%. You see, the whole deal is when he, uh, he, he wanted to talk to Jackie Wolarski. 
at an event that was really there to kind of celebrate her life, and he didn't realize she died two months ago, and he called the family, and he sent them cards and everything? How would you feel if, uh, you know, for instance, uh, someone passed away in my life uh, or your life, and, uh, you know, two months after getting a card and everything, uh, they called your house and said, hey, is whoever around? And you're like, no, they died. Um, hmm. It's the president of the United States, by the way. You know, the, the president of the United States did that. So uh, as with everything else, uh, the Democrat Party, when things become so patently obvious they cannot be denied anymore, then they have the bravery, the bravery to say uh, crazy things like Stephen Colbert actually making jokes about Joe Biden's declining mental health. Listen, everybody. Start reassuring that last week the Department of Health and Human Services spent $290 million on a drug to treat radiation sickness, which they claim is coincidental yeah it sounds so coincidental it's like saying yeah a lot of beefy men in the neighborhood have disappeared with no trace anyway who wants meat pies i have a suspicious amount wow stephen colbert and the in-between guests like uh like uh nancy pelosi suddenly has a moment of clarity as john stewart used to say nuclear war i know it's a dark joke it's a very dark joke but these are the times we live in. Nuclear war isn't the only... Yeah, we've been saying this for, I don't know, years. ...thing on Biden's mind. The next day, he went to Maryland to give a speech about the economy. Here's how that went. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Yeah. I have two words for you. Meanwhile, uh, Dan Quayle, who was the president, the vice president under George H.W. Bush, misspelled potato. And he was harangued for his entire political life until he was drummed out of it. Are you tired of the apartheid? Are you tired of it? Are you tired as a conservative being treated as a second-class citizen? I'm tired of it. And uh, I'm done. The uh, yesterday was Christopher Columbus Day, by the way. Uh, it, it's kind of funny because Liz Warren, uh, she actually, <laughs> Liz Warren, the one, the woman who who made it through her academic career, uh, saying that she was a Native American, and when she is one one thousand twenty fourth Native American who literally got a job in uh, in uh, higher education at an Ivy League school, school, saying that she was an indigenous person, even though she's not freaking indigenous. I got my DNA results. I have more uh, 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 American Cherokee blood in me than she ever even dreamed of and she got to deride it on social media for saying uh uh you know we wish you a, a a very good indigenous people's day even though she used indigenous people for her advantage while there are indigenous people living in the worst conditions known to mankind on crappy american government run indian reservations yeah i know it, it's pretty it's pretty uh insulting oh by the way yesterday just because so many people were celebrating uh, uh, Native American uh, or Indigenous Peoples Day, I just decided to uh, launch an attack with other members of my neighborhood on, an, on a neighboring neighborhood uh, just for territory. And then we got rid of uh, the written language altogether. And uh, then we wrapped up last night with some uh, ritual human sacrifice. Just because I wanted to be just like, you know, things like used to be. Like they used to be. Oh, you can't say that, Rob. You can't say that.
Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of being uh, insulted. I'm tired of being told that I'm privileged for being poor when I was a kid and getting beat up every day at school and and, uh, and being privileged for being out of work for three years, nearly losing my home in Washington, D.C., uh, having to sell cars for three years. I'm tired of it. I'm just kind of done with your nonsense. I really am. Live my life, walk in my shoes. Kamala Harris, uh, uh, raised by... Um, academics in uh, Berkeley, California, and her big thing is she had to ride the bus. Yeah, I had to do it for an hour every morning and every night. And uh, in the morning, uh, I was the first on the bus, and I got harangued and bullied all the way, the entire ride, every single day for years. Christopher Columbus has a higher net favorability uh, rating among Hispanics in the United States, higher than uh, Joe Biden's. (laughs) 53% viewed Columbus favorably, while 24% viewed him unfavorably, giving the historical figure a 29% net favorability. Biden scores a 7% net favorability. And uh, and then, of course, uh, 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 Kamala Harris got a 4% net favorability. So uh, even though we tried to deride and erase Christophe Colomb, uh, he's more popular than the morons that we have in office uh, as vice president and president. I've got more on this, some, uh, some more news on the economy and uh, why it's much easier to leave the Democrat Party right now, uh, like Tulsi Gabbard. Also, Mike, you'll be up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. So you ever watch uh, MASH? I did when I was a kid. I watched MASH, and there was a guy who wanted to get on the military, and uh, to show, and, and you could be uh, given a Section Eight. It's called a Section Eight, um, and, uh, and and you could. He did it. His name was Corporal Klinger, and he did it by pretending he was a woman. That used to be considered crazy for a man born a man to, to pretend like he's a woman, but now they're doing surgery. Uh, you know, and whatever, I don't care. You do it as long as you're 18 or older. Go ahead. You know, have your penis taken off and sewed onto your shoulder. I, I don't even care. Maybe in the middle of your forehead. Just yeah, that'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? It's like who's excited for dinner? Well, I guess Uncle Bob is over. But you know, I mean, yes, I don't care if you're 18 years of age or older. But apparently, would-be draft dodgers cannot simply identify as a woman in order to duck their duties because biological men who identify as women are still registered to draft uh, for the draft with the Selective Service. This coming from our woke military. So there you go. So, uh, you know, I, I was thinking yesterday, uh, uh, you know, uh, if there was a guy who uh, was pretending to be a woman standing in front of a drill sergeant, it wouldn't be ironic if he said, what are you hiding there, Private Tucker? Set on that one for about 24 hours. What are you hiding, Private Tucker? Private Tucker? Okay, I'll let it go. I laughed last night by myself in my studio. By myself. Let's go to Mike in Nottingham, Maryland. Hello there, Mike, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Oh, good afternoon, Rob. Uh, I want to do a shout-out to 10 people, but first I want to tell you I really enjoyed Michael Savage yesterday. Thank you. I loved him a lot. Uh, thanks for having him on your program. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. The shout-out uh, to, the, to the ten people is a shout-out to Rob Carson, Michael Savage, Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, Derek Hunter, mm-hmm. John Casey, Bruce Elliott, Todd Starnes, Jim Gossett, and Barbara from Baltimore. Boom! <laughs> That's quite a list now. Did you hear Barbara earlier? 
Yes, and she warned us about Tulsi uh, if it's Gabbard, true yeah. that she uh, supported Bernie Sanders. Beware. Yeah, yeah. In the barber was so funny. I said, I said, because I made the comparison. I said, I'm tired of, of conservative apartheid that I've been a part of for over 30 years. And I said, do you find that offensive? And she goes, hell no, I'm a white supremacist. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> Rob, thank you so much for your program. All right, bro. All right, take care. You know what? Hang in there, man. Be positive because we're going we're gonna to beat the snot out of the. We're going we're gonna, to. Mm. Provided they don't try to do something violent, stupid, or that involves fraud. Uh, we will sweep them out of power in November. And if the aforementioned happens, you know. Uh, you know, you've lost um, the uh, the people, I guess, or the left, I should say, when you lose people like Stephen Colbert, who actually made a, a Biden joke. I shared it earlier. And SNL this weekend, actually, despite their uh, major leftism that has completely wrecked the show to the point they have almost no viewers at all, even they went after Joe Biden this weekend. <laughs> this week, President Biden pardoned thousands of convicted marijuana users, and it feels like maybe he celebrated with them a little because yesterday, Biden gave a speech at a car factory and opened with this. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. <laughs> wow. Well, let me respond with two words. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. You know, uh, here's uh, SNL uh, after years of seeing Joe Biden clearly in uh, cognitive freefall, finally admitting it. I applied years ago, by the way, at uh, SNL as well, and uh, I wanted to be a writer for SNL, but you know, conservative, forget about it. So you know what? I believe that you'd have to admit that the comedy here on this show is every bit as good as what you'll watch on SNL. Uh, Absolutely, I stand by it one hundred percent. Don't believe me? Just listen. Just listen. Uh, real quick, 62% of voters say President Joe Biden's economy is deteriorating just 29 days before the midterm elections. Huh, I wonder if that's maybe why Tulsi Gabbard yesterday decided to safely say she was leaving the uh, Democrat Party. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying, you know. 17% of respondents say Biden's economy is getting better. 17% say it's uh, staying the same. Uh, 70% believe the current condition of Biden's economy is very bad or fairly bad. 25% say it's very good or fairly good. Uh, the FBI also, listen to this, listen to this. Just in case you are, you know, wanting to uh, get rid of all sorts of guns and everything, you know, that are guaranteed by the Constitution because, you know, the government. FBI's uniform crime report shows that over twice as many people were killed with knives and other cutting tools than were killed with rifles in 2021. Uh, 447 people killed with rifles, 1,035 killed with knives or cutting instruments, by the way. So uh, I would uh, honestly I suggest we need some comprehensive knife safety reform, and we need to uh, uh, look at credit card receipts when people go to Bed Bath & Beyond to see if they're purchasing knives. And they need to flag those purchases. They do. And then and then we need to, uh, we need to uh, pick it in front of Wusthof Trident. They make these great knives. I've got... And one of them. And uh, I think we should. Uh, we should uh, and we got more stats. Got to. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the Clinton campaign manager uh, literally worked with the DHS to, uh, to shutter free speech and throw an election in 2016. All of that's coming up. Stick around. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. 
is our response. The Rob Carson Show. Last hour of the Rob Carson Show, a uh, an attorney and a confidant of uh, Donald Trump and political commentator Jenna, Jenna Ellis will join us very shortly on the show at the bottom of the hour, actually. And uh, I'm going to ask her about Tulsi Gabbard uh, leaving the Democrat Party and what took her so long. So we'll get to that at the uh, the bottom of the hour. Uh, also, I want to mention this to all of our um, uh, veterans who uh, who maybe did basic at Fort Benning or Fort uh, Bragg or Fort Hood, uh, any of those great institutions, and you proudly have that displayed at home. Uh, you're woke military and uh, one big fan. That dope uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has given the official nod of approval to rename those institutions, by the way. They're going to rename all of them. They're going to look like Camp Marshmallow or Camp Trisexual, you know, cisgendered, uh, whatever the hell. Uh, but that's what they're doing. They think that's so damned important that we have to forget history. Uh, and, uh, and so they are taking it upon themselves after your service and after your basic and after your career that they are going to rename the place where you got your start. That's just the uh, the military right now and uh it's going to cost about 63 million dollars and lloyd austin needs to be drummed the h out of the military uh honestly it's an insult uh our military leaders right now are an insult uh they are uh, a bunch of, uh, I guess they're, they're a bunch of daycare providers, I guess is what they're trying to do. But uh, this is another thing that uh, it contributes to my mantra this election, which is we're done. We're done with this stupid. Think about this. Fort Bragg. They're going to get rid of Fort Bragg. They're going to get rid of the name Fort Gregg because it's named for a Confederate General Braxton Bragg. We cannot forget history. We cannot forget American history. And this is bleeping nonsense. And it has to stop. And Lloyd Austin needs to go buh bye. Buh bye. So, to, oh, by the way, and this is also fun. The issue of abortion is uh, collapsing as a relevant topic for Democrats just 29 days away from the midterms. You know why? Because it's not illegal. And honestly, the Democrat Party, if this is what you're hanging your hat on, the ability to. Kill a baby in the womb, that's it. Well, uh, somebody getting an abortion has nothing to do with keeping in your house without it being repossessed. The Democrat Party has been intellectually and uh, morally bankrupt for decades. And it has really come to a head like a big zip. Boom, we got to pop that sucker. On November, I don't know if that's the best analogy. I don't think of the zit. I'll come up with something else. But they clearly are some sort of a boil on the body politic. They are some sort of a boil or something. We need Dr. Pimple Popper for the Democrats. <clears throat> we'll be Dr. Pimple Popper. I like that show. My wife just, I mean, she nearly gags. I'm like, oh, God, this is so cool. I don't know, whatever. Oh, and then there's a citizens uh, suffering amid the rising cost of living in Democrat President Joe Biden's America, finding it difficult to pay their bills on time. This is according to LendingTree. They lend money, you see. 32% of Americans paid a late bill over the last six months. Uh, recently, approximately 1,600 consumers regarding their bill-paying habits. 61% of Americans who paid a bill late in the last six months say they didn't have enough money to cover the cost. Well, that's usually it, right? Isn't that usually it? That if you... You go overdue on a bill, it's because you don't have the money to pay it, right, generally? You know, unless you're a squatter in New York who's taking advantage of, uh, you know, COVID restrictions and all that. Survey found that 40% revealed they're less able to afford their bills uh, less than they were a year ago. 
And it sucks. It really sucks if you're on a fixed income. It really sucks. Meanwhile, you got, you got people in Washington, D.C., they live high on the hog. They've never had to miss a meal. They've never had to worry about any of this. And all you're asking for is just to have enough to pay the bills. And, and on your big night as a family, maybe splurge and order pizza. <gasps> or maybe on a Sunday, have a steak. <gasps> That's verboten. Yeah. It's just like the Soviet Union, right? Uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the bourgeois got the steak. The bourgeois, they had their own <clears throat> traffic lanes. They had their own apartments. It was glorious. That's, that's the template of Democrats for the country, by the way. Federal Bureau of Investigation, that's the FBI, the most corrupt institution, probably corrupt throughout its entire existence. Now we know that it has to be figuratively blown up and reinvented. That's why 600 FBI agents have uh, resigned in the last few months, because they want to keep their uh, pensions, because uh, hell's coming to the FBI in the form of investigations. And if I were an FBI uh, agent, and I have recognized uh, malfeasance within the agency, going after political opposition of the Democrat Party, I would strongly suggest becoming a whistleblower or turning in your badge or um, uh, saving your documents. But anyway, the uh, FBI 2021 crime report shows a rise in murders and rapes, and a lot of uh, cities around the country are not reporting their crime stats to the FBI. Huh, why is that? Why is that? Almost half of all law enforcement agencies in the U.S. failed to submit 12 months of crime statistics for 2021. You know why? Because defund the police bleeped everybody. Yeah. number of these cities, many with no bail policies uh, for accused criminals or lenient sentencing rules, have seen their violent crime uh, skyrocket from 2020 to 2021. So they're doing just like they did in the Soviet Union. They're just not sharing the story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, New York City, for instance, the number of murders in 2021 rose 67% since 2017. Uh, also, uh, none of the this data is captured in the FBI crime report. Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, violent crime rose across the board. Fatal shootings involving an officer increased 143%. That's cop killings. Murders up 12%. Auto, up thir- auto theft, 13%. Aggravated assault, 7.2%. Murders of homeless people, 22%. In Chicago, where officials report incomplete crime statistics to the FBI, 2021 was called the city's deadliest year in a quarter century, as nearly 800 murders occurred, a 60% increase since 2019, and the most murders since 1996, which makes it a lot easier to live the, leave the Democrat Party if your name is Tulsi Gabbard. <clears throat> Again, I'm glad she left. What took so long? Mm. I already mentioned this earlier. Colorado officials incorrectly sent 30,000 voter registration postcards to non-citizens. Accidentally, accidentally, Democrat Secretary of State Jenna Griswold's office said, oops, I did it again. And so they sent them out there in Spanish and English, by the way. And they said that the office has undertaken an internal review of the incident and will take any corrective action that is warranted. Griswold insisted non-citizens uh, would not be allowed <clears throat> to register to vote, but uh, that's what the Democrat Party's trying to do. That's why the border's open, you see. I thought you should know that, yeah. Yeah. I think we need to hear this again, because it's, you know, Halloween, it's uh, October, 
And uh, scary things were happening in our country, but uh, a whole lot of Democrats are about ready to be unemployed. Get another pass. That laptop they won't open. The FBI. While Donald Trump, they continue to harass. For anything they're groping. <laughs> ah, Where's Hunter's laptop? That's a nice falsetto. Ah, the FBI has had it for three years. The content they have sat on. Protecting Hunter and the big guy. The rule of law they spat on. Ah, where's Hunter's laptop? Ah, <laughs> yeah, he's a crack smoking gent, son of the president. <laughs> Lately, his paintings have been selling 500,000 bucks. Hunter has no craft, man, it's all just craft. I tell you, he's a felon. Where's Hunter's laptop? By the way, if you want to uh, <clears throat> check out the podcast of the show, you'll hear that song. You can share it with others. Uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the digital platforms. And also, I want to mention the Michael Savage interview is on the podcast, but it's also on my Rumble channel. You'll see me in the studio and with my TV set and uh, and uh, Michael Savage, uh, a picture of him there. We, we couldn't do the split screen. But if you'd like to see the whole interview from yesterday and hear it, Rumble at Rob Carson's show. Uh, otherwise, you can go to the uh, audio podcast. Um, oh, this also... New analysis shows that New York has over 3 million registered voters who don't have proof of identity. They're trying the same crap again, guys. But uh, this time, it's going to be uh, met with resistance like you've never seen since eh, about 1776. State of New York now has more than 3 million registered voters who do not possess proof of identity, according to news analysis. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, also known as PILF, it's PILF. It used to be uh, Moderate's Interest Legal Foundation, which was MILF, uh, but apparently that's been taken. I don't know what the hell that's all about, but hold on. Yeah, that one's already been taken. M-I-L-F. That's right. PILF is uh, still around, though. So uh, the Public Interest Legal Foundation, PILF, found a whopping 3.1 million New Yorkers, or 23% of the state's 13.3 million registered voters lack their driver's license or social security number to prove their identity. Uh, these individuals are a combination of dead voters, non-citizens, and those who refuse to provide or do not possess their documentation to verify, which means you don't vote. But see, Democrats love those people, especially the dead ones. They really love the dead ones. And by the way, the dead ones almost exclusively vote Democrat. Crazy. Just crazy. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, and this is pretty interesting. So Robbie Mook, he's a mook. Uh, his uh, Harvard project was called, uh, was a civil society collaborator, his position, in consortium uh, that targeted news organizations, members of Congress, for uh, purported election misinformation. Did you know that? Hillary Clinton, 2016 presidential campaign manager who helped spread most of the most impactful disinformation campaigns in American electoral history, was also involved in the federally backed censorship machine, machine against purported election misinformation during the 2020 campaign. By the way, who uh, coined the term disinformation and misinformation? That would be Tim 
Thibault, an FBI agent who literally uh, said that Hunter's laptop was disinformation and misinformation, tabled it, hid it, got in touch with uh, big social media to say, oh, you know, there's a lot of disinformation out there. You better not talk about that laptop. And then uh, basically took Tony Bobulinski and uh, discarded him even though he could collaborate on on the uh, laptop. Ma- Robbie Mook co-founded the, digital, uh, uh, the Defending Digital Democracy Project at Harvard University's Belford Center, uh, and they were a private consortium uh, founded in consultation with the Department of Homeland Security, which came up and created a Department of Disinformation. And then its director mentioned that in a congressional hearing And we found out that they'd already hired somebody to take over it, and uh, it blew up because the American people realized what they were trying to do. This has been going on for a while, and I'm going to tell you that after November the 8th, some people are going to have to go to jail. It's not going to stop it. We just won. Those people who are being voted into office, those Republicans who are being voted into office by MAGA Republicans, expect results, and they want to see people pay for their crimes, for their abuses, and their usurpations. We're not stopping at the victory and returning to business as usual. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. care of this i will end this i will make sure we have a plan he got 81 million votes yeah right it's the rob carson show don't worry it's kind of uh, apropos that uh, rage against the machine would be a little bumper music on this radio program because it's time to I started out the show today uh, talking about Tulsi Gabbard uh, leaving the Democrat Party. Finally, uh, finally. I, I don't know what, what else you need. I mean, I don't know what else the Democrat Party could do other than, uh, you know, clubbing baby harp seals or putting them in a big blender in public. Because uh, honestly, it's about that that bad. But anyway, you know, whatever. She left. I'm great. It's uh, wonderful. We'll talk to Jenna Ellis about that. I want her thoughts on it. And, and nothing against Tulsi. I don't want to be a buzzkill. But, you know, honestly, be a conservative for 30 years and let's talk. How about that like me so uh you know when you are not a member of republican when you are not a part of conservative apartheid when you are not a part of the uh, the group of people who've been shut down and defunded and abused for the last 30 years it's easy to shoot your stupid mouth off like nicole wallace on uh, was she on msnbc that turd anyway uh she uh, she was talking about uh now that uh, uh, we and she's uh, talking about liberal democrats uh, uh they need to create up with an, uh, an obama-led democracy commission to save america from republicans which sounds a whole lot like a disinformation bureau but you see nicole wallace could say stupid stupid crap like this because uh, she has a a free uh, ability to say anything she won't lose advertisers of it because she's a flaming lefty they don't suffer uh, what we have to suffer and here she is talking about it with her usual gang of morons uh, about uh, creating this new uh, democracy commission which would uh, shut down um, uh, opposing speech. 
reason I started by asking if we'd ever been here before is because I think as a country, we all have to participate in it. Because if you have kids, your kids wake up if you have anything to do with an election. She's going to talk about the election and, and how, uh, you know, there might be votes coming in the days after, which uh, Republicans are against because we'd like paper ballots and we'd like it decided on the day of the election. But she's going to try and twist the facts here. If you're uh, an election worker or a news anchor and they want to know what happened. And I think we have to have a conversation as a country about how we might not know the next morning what happened. Oh, my God. Could you believe she's, like, been on the planet more than 45 years and she still talks like this? We might not know the day after that. And that is their point. That is their point. They're not all running to win. Oh, God. Some of them will, unfortunately. They are Did you see Kim Kardashian at the ball game the other day when she got booed? Oh, my God. Running to sow discord in America. And it will change everything. We will wake up the morning after Election Day. We might not even call it that anymore in two years. Sounds like they're setting it up for a steal. And then if we, we are angry about it. And by the way, the FBI is already saying that. Oh, yeah, there's some people who could be upset about the election results. They're going to try and throw it, guys. We might not call it Election Day. We might call it Election Week. Because what we are watching, and because it's so slow, it's so slow. Because of Democrat policies. Slow. We don't cover it as a five- An election theft. Alarm fire, but it is. We are watching Republicans not just destroying democracy in the dark. Oh, no, no. We're saving it. Breaking into election officers and plugging stuff in. We're watching them do it from rally stages, debate stages. That's where they're doing it. Yeah, and this allows free speech. Listen now. And, And I guess... The reason I asked you if we'd been here before is, do you think it requires, you know, a democracy commission? Should 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 President Obama ask Chris Christie and Ben Ginsburg to sort of man a democracy hotline the way, you know, people used to man other crises? Wow. Wow. Nicole will be right there, right along the railroad tracks, just opening the door and saying, get in and head on down. What a, what a, just a mental midget. Dear God. And then there's this. Joe Rogan had another breathtaking interview. He did an interview with uh, uh, this guy, Jan Winner, who used, used to fight the man. He's the founder of uh, Rolling Stone magazine. And apparently he's really down, really, really down with uh, the government controlling all social media. Listen. Meant to regulate the Internet? Absolutely. You trust the people that got us into the Iraq war under false pretenses to regulate the Internet? Uh, Do you think that makes any sense? Well, wait a minute. I would not. The people who got us into the Iraq war. It's the government. Was the the politicians. It's the government. In in the end, yes, it's the government. But who else is going to regulate? But if they're going to be in power and they're regulating the Internet, they're going to regulate the Internet in a way that suits their best interests. The same way they do with the banking industry, the same way they do with the environment, the same way they do with energy. The same way they do with everything. No, what, is, what represents their interests? There's so mu- you're talking about so much money mm-hmm. involved in disseminating information in and a very the particular way. The world are, right now are the internet companies are rich beyond belief. Yeah, it's fa- but it's it's a disruptive thing that has never existed. See, it's not enough that uh, Mark Zuckerberg and uh, the leftist cabal is in in charge of uh, uh, a good share of social media. This jackweed, the founder of Rolling Stone, says, oh yeah, we need the government to control it because Democrats are in control right now. Wow, you sold your soul, brother. I hope it was worth it. I hope it was worth it, man. Man, far out, man. It's a shout out to all the hippie boomers in the audience, dude. Uh, Jenna Ellis is up next don't go anywhere i promise it'll be spicy
There's only one cure for Americans who are sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm going to give you hope. Vote Democrats out. It's the Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline, constitutional law attorney, former legal counsel to President Trump, working with the uh, Doug Mastriano campaign for governor in Pennsylvania that he will win, by the way. Newsmax contributor, the only negative about Jenna Ellis is she started drinking pumpkin lattes in August. Uh, But other than that, she's awesome, and she joins us right now. Hello, Jenna. Hey, Rob. I assumed that all of our pumpkin spice texts were private here. Now you're just going and telling the whole world about it. <laughs> well, you posted it on Twitter. <laughs> okay, I did out myself on that one. Right. I will tell you, you know what I did? I got, a, I got a, a cold brew with the pumpkin spice foam at Dunkin', and I think I'm in love. Oh, yeah. Well, it's pumpkin season. You got to do it. It's yes, perfect yes. day in D.C. right yeah. now. So. But it's, you know, it's already the 11th of October. You better get started on the peppermint Christmas latte. <laughs> you know, they canceled the gingerbread. It was my favorite. So no. to eggnog. All right, all right. So I want to talk to you about Tulsi Gabbard. Um, I, I I don't like to be cynical, and I'm really glad that she's left the Democrat Party. But I see all of the things that the Democrat Party has done in the last couple of years, and I just kind of wonder what, why now? I mean, why did why wasn't it after you know uh, abortion up to birth? Why wasn't it after Mar-a-Lago raid? Why wasn't it after two impeachment? Why wasn't it after the open border? Why wasn't it after fentanyl crisis? So it kind of helped me explain that because I, I, I'm just like, Tulsi, you know, I want to believe you. I want you to, you know, I'm glad for you. You finally are. But are you really risking anything right now considering like SNL made fun of Joe Biden this weekend? Last night, Colbert made fun of Biden. So uh, help me explain why she did it. And because uh, I know, I, I believe you're, you're, you're on her side. You're, you're opening her. You're welcoming her with open arms. Um, explain to me why she maybe did this now and the significance to you yeah well i think it was great timing especially right before the midterms and you know i know tulsi personally and i have great respect for her and i think that uh you know she's in a very similar position as when i left the gop uh, last year and was very outspoken about that and you know it's timing as a personal decision but also when you get the party uh ultimately with the issues that you just say, you know what, this is a bridge too far. And for me, it was Ronna McDaniel's lies and the fact that she uh, completely told absolute lies about Trump. She told lies about everything that happened with election integrity. That was too much. And so I finally, and you know what, I could have made that decision a lot earlier because there are so many things about the Republican Party that I didn't like. The fact that they won't even stand up for traditional marriage, the fact that they are sacrificing so many of our values. And so I think for Tulsi, she's seeing the same thing about the Democrat Party. And the truth of it is, Rob, both parties are not actually serving their base's ultimate uh, and preferred values. And so I think a lot of people have problems with both parties. And so for Tulsi, I think that uh, the fact that she came out with that today, especially in mid-October, right before the midterms, when we are expecting the House and hopefully the Senate to switch, it was a really great uh, idea for this particular moment. Okay, I, I get I get where you're coming from with regard to doing it before the midterms, which uh, won't hurt uh, Republicans. It, it may help them uh, some. So I, I, I get where you're coming from. I, I hate to be the cynical guy. I really do. Because, you know, every time we seem to give uh, people the benefit of the doubt as conservatives, as loving Christian people, uh, sometimes we get stabbed in the back, i.e. Joe Manchin. And so that was my, my only concern. I'm glad, and I, and I welcomed her not to the Republican Party. I welcomed her to conservatism. Because right. uh, I, I said if and she's going to be a Republican, yeah, the Republican Party is going to have to earn her 
uh, and they haven't done it. And I got to tell you, I'm just a I've been a registered Republican forever uh, and I'm not happy. And I'll tell you, unless uh, there's something done about rhino uh, backstabbing uh, swamp dwellers like uh, Mitch McConnell, then I'm quite simply going to be done with the Republican Party uh, unless the they do something uh, that that mirror what I want the country, the direction I want the country to go in after November the 8th. Yeah, 100%. And that will be a decision that every person and voter and registrant has to make for themselves. And for me, as a registered voter from Colorado, I can be unaffiliated and still vote in the primaries. And so it was a very easy decision for me, and especially everything that led up to uh, the moment when I left the party. And it is a very important distinction that as an independent or unaffiliated now, I have problems with both parties, even though, of course, I'm a stalwart conservative. And that's where I think Tulsi Gabbard is coming from. I and mean, we saw people in you know, all the Twitter idiots like Bill Crystal who said, you know, oh, she's going to the Republican Party. No, she's not. She's now an independent. She's unaffiliated. She hasn't said that she's joining the GOP. And if anyone has been paying attention to everything that she has said since she was in the Democratic debate, she's been very consistent that we all have to return as Americans to God, to country, and to the values that has made this country great. And that is not a Democrat or Republican thing. That is fundamentally an American position. And so conservatism, I think, is being championed by her in a way that really needs to be championed by both sides. You know, I that silly Democrat Secretary of State Jenna Griswold in Colorado accidentally <laughs> sent 30,000 postcards to non-citizens instructing them on how they could register to vote. Gosh darn it, how does that happen? They keep making those mistakes, Jenna. Oh, yeah, it's always accidental. It's a glitch. It's something, right? How come the mistakes, like PayPal, for example, why doesn't that ever favor conservatives, right? Yes. It's always something that the glitch, the mistake, the error once discovered, oh, suddenly that was always in the favor of the Democrat policies. And so, you know, I don't believe PayPal. I definitely don't believe Jenna Griswold. And, uh, you know, it's really a shame that uh, everyone has to just pretend that these were accidents. I got to tell you, I I deleted PayPal this morning. I'm done with them. I understand they're also a part of Venmo. I thought I think Venmo's is Venmo owned by the same company. I want to because that's the other way that I incorporated owns Venmo. Yeah. So I actually canceled both of my. Okay. Well, I gotta, I'm going to have to do it that way, uh, and I'll just have to transfer money f- to my kids' accounts when they need money. <laughs> I'm not gonna... The great thing is there's a lot of other options, and, okay. you know, and, until, and with, uh, with PayPal losing, its stock is just tanking, and we're seeing you know, this was a, an attempt at the social credit score and for uh, you know, this type of cancel, canceling everyone from their you know, banks from being able to initiate transactions. Um, I was very glad to see that the consumer won, and it wasn't even a government agent or actor that had to get involved. And I had a great conversation on my podcast yesterday with uh, Jack Pasovic, who uh, was talking about, you know, this overarching idea, so everyone can check that out as well. Yeah, and you may recall also that Biden picked uh, Saul Amarova to be the comptroller of the currency, and she wanted to get rid of the banks, and she's a communist. So this is, <laughs> yeah. this is I mean, this is, that's government, and you got PayPal literally playing along as a private sector player. 
saying, okay, we'll play along too. We'll go after conservatives. I got Jenna, I opened the show this morning because I've been a conservative officially since about 1990 uh, when I started writing for Rush. I knew I was conservative in college. And I said, I'm sick and tired of now 32 years of conservative apartheid. And I have been kept, I have been kept, listen, I, I, I got, uh, I tried to apply for a comedy writing job for NPR for Prairie Home Companion in the nineties. I tried to, uh, Oprah Winfrey's producer called me about 12 years ago and said, where have you been all my life? And I was going to be possibly a host on uh, own network, a variety show. And, and lo and behold, they find out I'm a conservative, never get a call back. And so I've been having to endure this crap. We also have to deal, you know, for instance, like Fox or Newsmax, uh, we don't get Pepsi on our, on our airwaves for advertising. We don't get uh, Procter & Gamble because there is a cabal that is, it makes us essentially second-class citizens in our own country. And I'm done with it, Jenna. I'm freaking done with it. More people are leaning toward the country going in the wrong, it's going in the wrong direction, and we're done. And I'm just not taking it anymore. Go ahead. Yeah, no, 100%. And I'm right there with you. And in fact, that's why I tweeted uh, just a couple of days ago that, you know, I am standing as a conservative, as a Christian, as an American for my values, and I will be unapologetic for it. And, you know, we're seeing that tolerance has never been a two-way street. Everyone who has any idea, any faith, any perspective, any uh, political agenda, everyone can speak their values except Christian conservatives. And with this whole rise in uh, you know, head of the midterms of this term Christian nationalist, as if that is somehow uh, in any way comparative to some, like the Nazi regime or some other, uh, you know, kind of ridiculous definition. They're trying to make that a pejorative term, when in reality, uh, being a faith-based American is exactly what our founding fathers were. But of course, they're uh, villainized for, you know, what, creating the best a system of government that's existed on the face of the earth in world history. Well, of course, you know, they had uh, some things that were not precisely accurate, but they allowed us to create a more perfect union. And we've done that through all of the 27 times we've amended the Constitution. So I'm not going to apologize for my views because no one else in this country should be apologizing for their views. That's the whole idea of a free marketplace of ideas is that we get to exchange our ideas and ultimately determine what the facts are, what the truth is, and how we can create a more perfect union. And Jenna, the amazing thing, it's amazing what you can do when you say no. Uh, you saw uh, PayPal immediately drop that. Um, there's right. been a lot of we're winning on a lot of different fronts. All we have to do is say no, and if they don't say, if they don't react to no, then just shut the sucker down. Um, and that's where I am right now. Shut the damn country down if we have to, because I'm be, I'm just tired. For instance, the, the the straw that broke the camel's back for me was the use of disinformation, which was coined by. Uh, uh, Joseph Stalin in 1923, he used a Western word called disinformatia to make it more appealing, and he created a department of disinformation. In the Soviet Union, Russia became the Soviet Union, uh, the Department of Disinformation uh, looked for any narrative that was against the government, and they arrested, imprisoned, re-educated, or executed those people. And when I heard that the Democrat Party was willing to use that term or misinformation and create a department of disinformation, that's when I said, this is now... Uh, a a uh, an existential crisis for us, and I quite simply will not be silenced anymore. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And, you know, it's not even just what is misinformation. It's who gets to define yes. misinformation and who gets to control 
the consequences for so-called misinformation. Because most of the media now, and even the news stations, it's not even breaking news, it's breaking opinion. And suddenly now opinion is being called misinformation when you have opinions that disagree with this mononarrative. And so everyone should be concerned that there is so much censorship going on under the guise of misinformation that's totally not accurate. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Everyone isn't entitled to their own facts, but they're certainly entitled to their opinion. And listen, that's exactly what the First Amendment stands for. And I will defend anyone's right to share their opinion, even if I vehemently disagree with their opinion, even if I think their opinion is hate speech. They're able to have their opinion and express it. Thank you very much. That's what it was built on. That's what made us the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of the free world. Without it, we'd still be pooping outside and riding horses. Uh, let me just wrap this up here, uh, Jenna. How's, uh, how's Doug uh, Mastriano's campaign going in Pennsylvania? It sounds like he's, I, listen, the New York Times, didn't they say he's attracting meager crowds and he's filling places? Yeah, well, you know, the, the New York Times actually just put out a hit piece this morning calling him anti-Semitic and all oh, that. And I'm God. getting emails from so many people in Pennsylvania who they themselves are Jewish who are supporting Doug Mastriano and saying, this is ridiculous. So I think it's actually backfiring on them. You're seeing how desperate Josh Shapiro is. I mean, he's having yeah. some kind of Zoom meeting with the cast of The West Wing. So he's getting, you know, like these has-been Hollywood washed-up actors to come yeah. on kind of in a Joe Biden effect. It's a... His campaign is so terrible. And so I think for Doug Mastrana, he is sticking with the issues. He is sticking with the truth. He is sticking with America first. That's why Trump endorsed him. That's why Trump supports him. That's why I support him. And I think he's doing a great job. And I really hope that the people of Pennsylvania will come out because it is a very, very tight race. So is Oz and Fetterman. Pennsylvania is a very interesting state politically, and I hope that Doug Mastriano will turn out the win. I hope so, too, Jenna Ellis. Where can people find your podcast, by the way? Thank you so much. We are on Rumble and and still on YouTube until we get suspended there, but also anywhere you stream and at thejennaellisshow.com. God bless you, girl. Have a glorious week and weekend, and we'll talk again soon. Uh, Thanks for your time today. Thanks. God bless you as well. All right, let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. We're winning, guys. We're winning. And uh, by saying no, we are shutting down uh, the left's narrative. Uh, PayPal tried to... uh, uh, sneak past a new rule where what they deem to be misinformation, which, by the way, is the uh, the definition of what uh, whatever Democrat decides it is in power. That's what it is. Uh, and, and they got called out and they canceled. And I hope they go out of business. I hope every one of them go out of business and they lose their jobs and it fades into history. How dare you? How dare you in a country that has the First Amendment pull this kind of crap on us? Done, done, done. One strike, you're out. One strike, you're out. Want to hear another way we're winning? Matt Walsh is uh, brilliant, and he uh, took to task Vanderbilt University's medical center, announcing it was, and and he and he noticed that they were doing uh, uh, transgender surgeries on children. Yeah, the prestigious university hospital came under fire last month after an investigation found it castrated minors for lucrative financial gain. 
Matt Walsh did this. He released a 2018 video of VU, a VUMC LGBTQ specialist, Dr. Shane Taylor, explaining the financial benefits of the program. He, she said it could make the hospital a billion dollars. At least that's what they're saying about transgender surgery nationwide. But she saw it was very lucrative. Um, she's a Nazi. What? Yeah. Okay, let me give you an example. Um, Anthony Fauci, they, he had, he had uh, apparently under his department, they, they were doing experiments on beagles, right? And they found out they were medically experimenting on beagles. And everybody got all, uh, you know, crazy about it. And I don't believe in uh, medical experiments on dogs, for God's sake. Are you kidding me? And, and most animal experimentation, by and large, if it's cruel. Uh, but uh, but uh, imagine if you said, yeah, Anthony Fauci, it turns out that beagles were having uh, large pieces of their uh, foreleg removed and made into an artificial, artificial penis and sewed onto a female dog after her hysterectomy and having all of her breast tissue for feeding puppies removed the left would be going bat guano nuts but it's cool if it's children do you ever notice that do you ever see that commercial with the in the arms of an angel and it shows all the little puppies and kitties and they're in their little cage and you cry and all that and i'm with you i got three adopted dogs i love them god bless them where are the ones for children we get all butthurt about animals but not when there's uh, animal experimentation uh, being done on human beings. This is uh, Jeremy Criswell Carswell. She is a uh, pedi- uh, pediatric endocrinologist at said uh, at said hospital, Vanderbilt. Here she is talking about uh, puberty blockers in 13-year-olds. Fertility, another huge topic, right? Because if you are giving um, something that shuts down your estrogen or shuts down testosterone entirely, you're going to stop either if you had already been kind of producing sperm or eggs, then um, you're going to stop doing that. And if you never started, you're not going to uh, kind of advance those the uh, the gonads to be able to do that. So, um, so here's another uh, little comment for her about, uh, uh, and she's supposed to be a pediatric endocrinologist. She doesn't even know if uh, puberty blockers and radical surgery will affect things like orgasm later in life. Uh, and actually, she alludes to it not ever happening, and she's fine with it. Um, I'm trying to. Can there be an issue with orgasm later in life if blocked too early? That's a really great question. And one, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. Um, I'm trying to think of my patients. Um, I don't believe so, but I I can't answer that fully. You know, I, I don't know, but hand me the scalpel and the pills. Are you out of your bloody mind? You insane person. I would consider it uh, fortunate if Vanderbilt University Hospital stays open. Because they got a lot of, uh, they, they've got a lot of making up to do, to be quite honest. All of these children's hospitals who've done this to children, they, they cure leukemia. God bless it. I've worked with many of them. But when you go down that road, you're going to have to prove your existence and why we still support you. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Back to wrap things up. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. Remember, uh, end conservative apartheid and uh, just say no. And if they don't respond, say bleep no. God bless you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, don't catch the stupid. See ya. Uh, mm. 
the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.